what these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. What's really good, my people? Welcome into Buckets Action Network's NBA betting podcast. This is the Thursday edition presented by FanDuel. I am your host, Sean Little, kicking it with my guy as always, Joe Delera. We only have one game on the slate tonight. The Dallas Mavericks head to Detroit to take on the Pistons. JD, what's going on, baby? Dude, it's gonna be it's gonna be real tough to not have like nine best bets for this game, you know. So, but yeah, pretty stoked a, for it. Should be, it should be an interesting game, at least, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm looking forward to you know breaking the one game. Hey, it simplifies things, shrinks things down. We don't have so much to look at. We actually were just talking off air about how much we like the board coming into tonight. We got a couple bets that are looking pretty solid. We know JD cashed the nets already. I was actually just at Madison Square Garden across the street watching the Knicks and the Bucks and uh, Giannis. If if you had uh, if you had the Bucks minus six or minus five and a half, make sure you salute R.J. Barrett when you get a chance. He had a late foul that was pretty unnecessary, so he uh, he hooked you up with a little bit of a push there. Unless unless you had five and a half where where it was hanging around at some point during the day, so you might you might have got lucky and got a cash as well. But let's jump into it. The the Luca the Luca Mavericks <laughs> are going <laughs> to Detroit to take on the Detroit Pistons. Let's give me your best bet first, Joe. I'll give mine, and then we'll jump into a little breakdown. All right. So I I really like the Mavs minus seven. I think that they are by far the superior team, especially when you really look at this and Jaden Ivey's popped on the injury report too, and he's listed as questionable. So I really like the Mavericks in this spot. I know that they have some bad like home road splits. They've actually been like, they've been like atrocious, honestly, on the road. They're one in seven straight up on the road this season, which is kind of mind boggling in terms of the numbers. But I just think think that this is a great spot for them uh, against this like really like inexperienced Detroit team. And I think that this is a good, a good angle. And I think that the seven is just too short. It opened at a six and a half. I, I think we're seeing some six, seven and a halfs actually at some books. I, I'll take the seven uh, for sure. So I like the Mavs minus seven. I'll lay those points on the road. I'm going to go over 222 at FanDuel right now, minus 110. Now, as we, as uh, JD just laid out, the Mavs have not been playing very well on the road but this is uh this is a team that may be feeling a little feeling pretty good coming off that win against Golden State. They were grinding it out at home, ended up getting the W. Luca put up a 40-point triple double without breaking a sweat, essentially. He is absolutely ridiculous right now. He's locked in, but we'll get into breaking down the game here in a second. But I'm gonna go over 222 at FanDuel minus 110. JD's gonna lay the seven with the Mavs in Detroit. All right, let me give you a few a few points here on the Mavericks. I'll give a few points on the Pistons and then we could jump into it. Right now, Mavericks 5-14 and 1 against the spread this year. 
They rank fifth in the NBA, sinking almost 14 threes a game, 13.6. So they have nobody on the uh, on the injury list right now. They look pretty clean there. Everybody's ready to go. Talking about the Pistons, 12 and 11 ATS this year, 14 of 23 games going over the total. That's at 60%. Detroit's a 26 squad in the NBA at 109.1 points per game and give up the third most at 117.7. So they don't score. They give up a ton of points. And we know how Dallas gets down. They slow the game down. They want to grind it out with Luka holding the rock. And then they want to play defense. That's how that's that's been their MO for quite a while now. And we can add, and me and JD are actually probably have, gonna have a little bit of a discussion on is that working? What what are we gonna do here with with the roster of the Mavs? And do they need to change something going forward to get that to, to avoid the questions of Luca coming of what are we gonna do here with this squad and what we're doing now isn't working? Christian Wood, Dinwiddie, is that enough to get over the top? So we'll get into that. But Back to the we'll Pistons. See. Yeah, back to the yeah, yeah, TBD, right? <laughs> we'll Stay tuned. See, <laughs> Detroit is the 26th squad in the NBA. They don't score. Oh, yeah, I, I just I just laid that out. Fifth worst in the NBA in three-point uh, three baskets made per game at 10.7. Injury report has does have a few people on it. Nerlens Noel, questionable with a knee. Jaden Ivey, questionable with a knee. And then Kay Cunningham is out with a shin. J.D., talk to me about Maz minus seven. I know – we're boxed in here a little bit because we only have one game on the slate. But tell me why you're looking at Mavs minus seven and why you like it. Dude, I, I think that this is really just one of those spots where we're looking at, at a Detroit team that I think that they they are a team that's like fully primed to tank. Uh, their best player in Cade Cunningham is, you know, I think they, they're kind of like kind of pushing a little bit of surgical options for him. Uh, I would be surprised to see if they push Jay Nivey in this spot. Like, I don't see – like, what's the point? What is the reason there? Maybe Nerland's Noel because, like, he can kind of build up a little trade value. You can sell him. Like, you can try to get something for him. Uh, he's a vet. You know, he he kind of can play pretty good defense. Uh, but, you know, I, I just don't think that this is a great spot. And if people are looking at the trends, they're going to look at this and be like, the maps stink on the road. But this is one of those spots where if you really look at this in terms of like adjusted net rating, which is something that I love to look at. And I know Matt talks about it a lot on some of the other episodes. Like you guys talk about it a lot as well. But the Mavericks are seventh in adjusted net rating at plus 2.3. Uh, they have a top nine defense, 15th in offense. But when you look at Detroit, they're 29th. They're minus seven. They have the second worst defense in the league and they have a bottom six offense in the league. So this is just not a team that I can trust when they don't even have their primary offensive options, really, in uh, Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey. And I think that this is a prime spot for the Mavericks to kind of make, not necessarily make a statement on the road, uh, but, you know, to try to maybe get some of that moxie back on the road and it doesn't feel like, all right, like, we're leaving Dallas, like, we're catching an L. So I like I like this spot. And actually a prop that I was looking at is Luca. He's got his prop line has been pretty high all season but it in this game it's at over 30 and a half and the reason i like this is i really think that this is a game that the mavericks win so when i filtered what luca's done uh in mavs wins he's actually gone over this line in all 10 of their wins this season and he's averaging 37.2 points a game in those wins so you can actually parlay if you, if you want to be a little bit safer, plus you get that like even number, you can get 30 plus and, uh, and the win you're getting plus 108 at FanDuel, which I think is good because you can get that in the money line. It's like 
who says no? Like, <laughs> yeah. how, like, how are we ruining this? Yeah. You know? Who says no to Luca going for 30 and the Mavs going on the road and getting a W? It might be one of those spots where it's like a get right spot for the Mavs yeah. on the road. They've been struggling. They've now coming off a big win on national television. Matt was talking about Luca on national television. Might be spots to look at. If he's playing Fair. on TNT again in, in a big time matchup, 35 to 40 seems like it's easy for him to go get. And he oh, likes yeah. to go get them and enjoys it. He was talking to the guys on TNT before the game, Barkley, Shaq, Ernie, the Jet, we know him. They they interviewed him before the game. He was super loose, ready to go. But these primetime spots for Luca, he seems to show up. I was talking to John Henson about the Madison Square Garden bump. Like guys go in there and they yeah. the, the bump is real, right? They try to go in there and and put it on the Knicks in front of, you know, the New York crowd and on the Just Madison sad. Square Garden stage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And similar to to Luca on national TV, I don't have the splits, but Something to keep an eye on when, when when it's him on on national TV, TNT double doubleheader, ESPN Friday night type of spot. He seems to show up, and they know they've been playing bad on the road, so they're gonna go to oh, Detroit yeah. and try to get oh yeah try, try to get right. And we just saw what the Knicks did down in Detroit as well. Just ran those boys off the floor. They they're actually three and zero against the Pistons this year. And that's a big chunk of their wins. We love it. We love yeah, it. But that's <laughs> but that's a that's a whole another podcast. But yeah, yeah. We can talk the, about that the, forever. Yeah. No, no, no. I minus seven, Luca to get 30, and the Dallas Mavericks to get the win at you said plus one oh eight. Yeah, plus one oh eight for Mavs money line and Luca 30 plus. Um, and like if you wanted to get a little like a little crazier and you wanted to do the uh, if you want to do the spread and Luca to get 30 plus, you're looking at plus 175. So if you want to get like a little bit of a bigger number, that's another way to do it. Um, yeah. I, I'd prefer to just do the win, I think, in the 30 plus. I think it's just a better, like the, they're very correlated outcomes, uh, in my opinion. Like Luca, he scores, he scores well, but when you're seeing in all 10 games, he's gone 30 plus or at least all 10 Mavs wins, like that to me is showing there's a significant correlation between Lucas scoring the basketball and the Mavericks winning the ball game. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the whole, literally the whole franchise is built on that. They, exactly. they, they're built. The, the, the Dallas Mavericks are built on Lucas scoring 30 and hoping that's enough to get the W like that's yeah. That's what the entire franchise is built off of. So yeah, I, I'm not mad at that. If you, if you're a little squeamish on laying the seven at minus one ten. Tying Luca to get the to get the uh to get a thirty piece and those guys to to win is tough. I'm looking at over or is not is not tough. That's going to be the the play. There's because that's how the Mavericks get W's. I'm looking <laughs> at do. over. I'm looking at over two twenty two. It's going to be an interesting spot because just like we talked about, the Dallas Mavericks haven't been successful, haven't really done too much on the road, and then we were worried about Bogdanovich not playing for the against the Knicks and he did end up playing. And now it looks like Jaden Ivey can come back in yeah. that game. We, in the, in the last, last game for the Pistons, they only put up one ten, but they got, they got a lot of scoring from, from different spots. We got Corey Joseph had at 11, Sadiq Bay had 11, Isaiah Stewart had 19, Bogdanovich had 13, Bagley had 13, Killian Hayes had 11. I mean, they they at least moved the ball around a little bit, and a, little, and, a, and a couple people got involved in that. Now, if they can get Jaden Ivey back into that rotation, 
I like them to score 115 at home. I, I don't I don't see that being out of the realm of possibility. I yeah. know Dallas is very tough, but this is this is Dallas has struggled on the road. The Pistons could show up here at home now for a couple of days after the second the second game back at home, have an extra day of rest. Can get in there and compete a little bit. The reason I like over 22 is because there's a potential spot. They're telling you with the with the number being seven, this could be a potential spot where it's competitive for, for a good chunk of the game. That's going to run the total up. And, and, yeah. and there's also a, a possibility where the Mavericks can do exactly what the New York Knicks just did the other night, scoring 140. I could see the Mavs come in there scoring 125, 125, 110, and then we're we're covering the seven and we're going over the total of 222. So it's a situation where the Pistons have a little bit of heart. If you watch them, they they don't oh, yeah. they don't they're not laying down and getting run out of the building. Well, they are, but they are. <laughs> it's it's not. It's more of like a how do I say this? It's more of a. I feel like it's more like a talent thing. Like yeah. they're just not that they're not as good, but like the guys aren't quitting. Like they're not right. they're not despondent. Like they're they're trying out there. It's just like they're they're trying a lot, but they, they, <laughs> like there's only so much they can do. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think if, if if we get boxed, if we get boxed in the one game, I'm definitely not taking the Pistons at plus seven here. With, you don't need to tell me you're not taking the Pistons. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm not taking the Pistons here right at plus seven. I'm never going to get on that train. And, you know, it could be a good spot where they take care of business. The The Dallas Mavericks coming off a big win and they, you know, they, they, they keep rolling and compound that success they found on national TV against those guys. I think either way, if the Mavericks show up in a major way, that pushes it over. They score 120, 122, 123. That'll push it over. And then if it's competitive, potentially, like the line is telling you, at six and a half, it opened and then goes to seven, we could still go over here. And especially that'll help with Jaden Ivey. I would wait. We're recording this Wednesday night. I would wait to see if Jaden Ivey is going to play in this spot. I think that helps the over as well. Yeah. And take a look if anybody happens to pop up on dallas as well you know how that goes so uh, yeah. just a, let's just talk a about sneaky yeah yeah, sneaky yeah we've seen some we've seen some crazy things pop up no no question talk to me about your opinion of the dallas mavericks because coming into the year you know luca's the the mvp favorite he's still the mvp favorite he's been playing really well but he's been playing really well the mavericks haven't been playing all that great on the road they haven't been playing that well we just talked about that there's questions about Dinwiddie, Luca, and Christian Wood on the floor at the same time. Yeah, that isn't working. But Luca and Christian Wood is working. There's a lot of few. There's a few different combos on the offensive rating standpoint that have and have not been working for the Mavericks. How do you feel about the roster construction? How do you feel about them for the rest of the year here in the West? Talk to me about the the Mavs. I mean, I think that you got to move Christian Wood into that starting lineup. Like, you got to see more minutes with Luca and Wood. I think the problem is that they're really trying to use Dinwiddie in like the Brunson role, and they're not, they're just not the same player. Like, we see Brunson in New York, like, the dude's a dog. Like, he's like, he's willing to like body you. Like, he will, he will fight. Like, he's Dinwiddie's just a really, like, you know what? Like, at the end of the day, Jalen Brunson is just a really good basketball player. He's great. Yeah. He plays like, basketball the right way. He yeah. knows what to do on every spot. He knows when he has to get to the basket. He's a little guy. He knows how to use the glass insanely well. 
Oh yeah. You almost rarely I don't I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen Jalen get to the basket and the first thing I think of is this is getting put off the backboard. Yeah. And no like, one, I don't even understand how. Yeah, and no one can ever get to it. No. People go up Giannis. and try to block he did it. Yeah, he did it to Giannis, Giannis earlier yeah. today. Yeah, exactly. Went way up off the glass and dropped it in. He's just a really good basketball player, really good decision maker. He's excellent. And he just knows yeah. what he's doing when he's running the point guard position. I didn't mean to cut you off. But I no, 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 you're good. You're minutes. good. But like the one thing that I was thinking about with this team is like it, like he's under contract for so long, but like they they were talking about how um, I think it was like Dwight Powell, Dorian Finney-Smith and like Reggie Bullock or like, or like Tim Hardaway Jr. They were shooting like a collective 25% or something on threes on passes from Luca. And it's like, Luca's not setting these guys up. Right. I was like, are you out of your mind? Like Luca is by far the best player on the team. He's the only reason that you have a chance in these games. Like these guys need to make their shots. So like, it's giving me, I'm not saying that Luca's LeBron, but it's giving me LeBron and Cleveland vibes right now. And I'm like, is like, like how long can you deal with this? Like they, they keep bringing in guys like Christian Wood or Zingis, you know, like whatever. And it's like, Oh, this guy's going to pair. This guy's going to pair. And it's like, they all seem to be like half measures and like, they're not really like supporting him with a guy that like he needs and like maybe Brunson was the guy that would have been actually really helpful and they just couldn't keep him because he had his heart in New York and like and his dad um but like well, he just know, wanted to be the guy yeah like, and he was never gonna be like the guy with you Luka. yeah you couldn't you couldn't so like it's hard but I, I do wonder if you know he's gonna be like all right yeah like I want I want out like, I want to go somewhere else so I think that maybe they can figure it out but I think it definitely starts with Christian Wood being in starting lineup I mean and let's be serious here this is with this is every star. It was starting to creep up to Giannis's point where it's going to be like, yo, is this guy getting out of here or not? Yeah. Couple things fall his way, and he had a he had a window to get to the finals and win the finals, and seized he it. and he seized it. He did his he did his thing. We know we know how he closed it out. Fifty point closeout game in the finals. He got it done. But I'm I'm going to tell you if if couple more not even I think one more offseason of not getting a ring. It was like. So this isn't working. Middleton can't get it done. Yeah. Uh, the my guy Jay Rue, Drew Holiday, love that him. wasn't enough, but I yeah. love him. Yeah. But like it was it was starting to get to that that space, right? And it's gonna start to get to that space with Luca sooner rather than later. hundred percent. And I, like I almost, I'm I'm just nervous. Like it's I think it's tough because I think Luca is transcendent in terms of his talent so it's just like what he can do uh with like not really speed like he's not a turbo button guy like he's a finesse guy and it's awesome like yeah. so I, it's fun a powerful finesse guy exactly you know what i fell in love with luca i'm gonna i'll go back to, well cause, i mean i because I, i'm gonna be honest with you i didn't really love him coming into the league i'm like i don't know about this okay this, like slow herky-jerky shit like <laughs> this is the nba like i don't know if this is gonna work and of course, he comes in guns blazing as soon as he gets into the league. He does his thing. But it was against the Clippers in the playoffs. And he had Kawhi Leonard down on the block a few times. Yeah. And he flat out moved Kawhi Leonard out of the way multiple times, backed him yep. down, moved Kawhi out of the way, and was finishing. And he was screaming in his face. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second. Like, who like, is this guy? First of all, well, at that point, we knew who he was, right? Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I'd never seen anyone move Kawhi out of the way like that. Like, yeah. no one backed down Kawhi and just, like, 
just moved him out of the way and finished and then yeah. screamed. And he was doing it every possession. And it was like, <laughs> nah, this dude is different. Like this is a, this is a different yeah. type of dude. So I'm interested to see how it goes because I think him and Jason Kidd have a good relationship. So mm-hmm. that's a good start. I think, I think that is a positive thing. He got out of the, that Carlisle situation. Yeah. But I'm interested to see what they do because Honestly, there's days where I I look at them play and Luca and that construction, and I'm like, who is the guy that would pair? Like, who would pair really well with this dude? Yeah, and I I don't I don't necessarily know if I know. Like, you know, it's funny. Like the one guy that I was kind of thinking like might work because he just doesn't need the ball is uh like a guy like Rudy Gobert. Like, <laughs> like yeah. honestly, because it's like he just doesn't need the ball. Yeah. And like he, you know, you're gonna have a top ten. He's defense. used to nobody throwing it to him too, so he's just fucking running yeah. around. Yeah, and like and like he'll get some in. assists. Like Luca will give him a couple lobs here and there. Like he lets Dinny yeah. did what he do his thing for like five minutes every game. So yeah. like, you know, like let Gobert cook. Yeah, and it's tough to talk about a squad that just went to the Western Conference Finals like this, but you could just tell, man. It's just like if they and if they aren't shooting lights out, that's yeah, they're in trouble. And you you can kind of see that in in spells here right now with them. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like you're trying to get ahead of it because you don't want you don't want the 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 whispers from Luca and his team to come up like, yo, man. Let's get out of here and go. Yeah, start fresh and yeah, and and go get with some some big time guys because I think at the end of the day he would give the ball up a little bit more if he felt like who he was giving it up to oh, was yeah. was a was 100%. a viable option. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, not yeah. uh not THJ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, hey, I love Reggie Bullock too, but you know, you you. You you get what I'm saying. They're just like the Knicks West out there. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. All right, that's going to do it for the Thursday edition of Buckets Action Network's NBA podcast. We got boxed in, guys. We only had one game to break down, so we talked about it. We'll see what Luca can do down in Detroit. Shout out my guy, Joe Delera. Make sure you go check out his weekly props preview article comes out on mondays it's an absolutely phenomenal read make sure you guys go check that out thank you to all our people at FanDuel for holding us down here at the action network let's get buckets we'll see you guys later